Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Forget Facebook. If any organization needs a whistleblower, it's this show. Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, the real teen alternative to Instagram. This is your co-host, Joel, Mr. October Cheeseman. This is Chad Toto Sowash. On this week's show, a big win for moms in the workforce, buy or sell, and the career builder dumpster fire is back, baby. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about TextKernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, Text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> so our week is better than Facebook's, Chad, if well, nothing it's else. Not, it's not saying much. Not saying much. I, and, and I would I would say probably not because I think their revenues are, are probably still okay. So uh, you've heard before, all PR is good PR. Well, uh, they're fine. 
Yeah, I remember all the uh, companies that were boycotting Facebook for like yeah. 48 hours. That didn't have much effect. We'll see. We'll see. Some people are calling this their they're jumping the shark moment though. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. But shout out, shout my first shout out to Facebook though. Yeah. And conspiracy theories. So Francis Haugen, former Facebook employee for all mm-hmm. of those who've been locked up in a closet for the last uh, few, few days. Uh, she comes out for an interview on 60 minutes and says she has tens of thousands of documents. She's getting ready to testify in Congress. She has tens of thousands of documents in the very next day. Facebook goes down for six hours. So, so what? What's your favorite mm. conspiracy theory? Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. I think Zuckerberg is just saying, "All right, you fuckers, keep messing with us, and we'll shut it down forever." So he's giving us a little tease of what could happen if we keep messing with the Zuck. That's my conspiracy theory. Yeah, shutting it down forever means he loses billions. So that's not going to happen. Mine, very simply, was they did a lockdown and they said th- they said six hours. That's nothing. We make more money than God anyway. So let's yeah. shut it down for six hours. Let's find you know at least start sleuthing around and seeing if others are actually starting to pull documents, much like Francis did. So I think this was more of a security situation than mm-hmm. anything else. How do we? How do we find where other perspective leaks are? So if you are internal to Facebook right now, you got to know they are watching you so close. So is this the uh, the Bill Cosby conspiracy? Uh, once one woman comes out, they all come out and Facebook is worried that one whistleblower leads to more whistleblowers. So let's dump as much data as we possibly can through the uh, digital paper shredder. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, everybody loved Bill Cosby until this started (laughs) and everybody hates Facebook even before this started. So thinking of it from that standpoint, coming out against Bill Cosby, that's one thing coming out against Facebook. That's too fucking easy. My first shout out uh, goes to Vonk, our favorite STD in the industry. They celebrated 15 years in business this week. And uh, that's that's not an easy task to do. So shout out to Vonk. That's 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 pretty legit. I got to say, that's pretty legit. Uh, shout out to Christopher Taylor for interviewing me on the Oven Ready HR podcast. I didn't need to have oven mitts or anything. Uh, the episode was titled Blow Up Your Recruitment Process. They probably suck anyway. Uh, it dropped this week. And I got to say, Christopher has the most silky, smooth, and calming voice I've ever heard on a podcast, then you combine that with his English accent, and I didn't want to leave. I just wanted to continue to record. It, it was it was that, uh, that sultry. It's called Out of the Oven? No, not Out of the Oven. It's called <laughs> Oven Ready HR. Oven Ready HR. Okay. Uh, and it's not about cooking. That's interesting. Uh, speaking of uh, silky smooth voices, um, I got a shout out. I've mentioned this podcast a couple times um, in the past. It's This Week in History. And uh, we talk a lot about uh, females sort of overachieving in a male dominated world. Uh, and I encourage you to check out Night Witches, an episode about uh, Russian. The, the Rush. Yes. the Ru- It was the nickname the Germans gave to uh, female aviators in the Russian army in World War II. It's a really inspiring, inspiring story. And I'll throw in another uh, podcast about uh, women over overcoming. This is a diversity and a female play. Um, If you've ever listened to the How I Built This 
podcast. Um, they, yeah, it's great. They, they talk to founders. Well, the most recent one, uh, and you and I, this one's close to our hearts. It's uh, the Uncle Ernest Whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uncle Nearest was a former slave in Tennessee that taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. And a female, uh, her name is Fawn Weaver, uh, visited the original distillery um, from the 1800s mm-hmm. and basically brought the brand back. Um, and if, if you think about it for a second, there aren't too many more white male dominated industries than the American bourbon uh, industry. And her story of overcoming the obstacles, uh, the, the history, telling the story is really cool. So if you like business startups and then a story around, you know, females overcoming and mm-hmm. uh, a diverse, uh, a woman of, uh, of color overcoming, um, it's a great podcast. That's how I built this uh, with Fawn Weaver of Uncle, Uncle Ernest Bourbon. Trying to segue off of that nicely, I want to shout out to the Bruce family. So in 1912, Charles and Willa Bruce purchased beachfront property in Southern California and turned it into a resort open to black customers. But in the 1920s, the land was taken from them and absorbed into Manhattan Beach, now worth $75 million. New state legislation is returning the property back to the Bruce family. So no, they're not going to get reparations for the hundred years that they've lost from their resort business, although they are getting their family heritage and $75 million beach back. So good for them. It's not enough, but it's, it's, it's a move forward. Interesting. So I'll keep it on the diverse play. Uh, You'll be proud of me on this. So Sarah Silverman, (laughs) uh, comedian and podcaster, uh, which is a pretty good podcast. She brings up an issue that I've never thought of. uh, And I just want to put it out there. She brings up the issue of Jew face. We talk about blackface on the show and people are Mm -hmm. familiar with a lot of things in the news around blackface. But Jew face is apparently getting more uh, some more criticism. And it's basically where uh, historical characters and history that are Jewish are played by non-Jews. So this oh, is an, this okay. is an issue issue in the in the Jewish um, community, and I thought it was really interesting. So if you want to learn more about that, uh, check out Sarah Silverman's podcast. She's she's regularly political and critical of sort of the world that we live in, uh, with a nice comedic twist that Sarah Silverman can only bring. Who I'm not critical of is United (laughs) Airlines. Nearly 600 United Airlines employees have lost their jobs because they were not vaccinated against COVID-19. And 175 people were fired from a North Carolina hospital network while California starts to crack down on their unvaxxed citizens as well. The writing yeah. is on the wall, kids. Writing is on the wall. I, I think it, it sucks that we have to get to this point when other countries are just like amazingly vaxxed and they're doing it because they know it's for their best of their community. We have yeah. to fire 600 fucking people. This is crazy. Yeah. And I, I know it's LA, but is it, do you know if it's the entire state of California or just the city of Los Angeles that's going all mask? LA, LA, but you know that this is going to start rolling out. Maybe not into Northern California, but you can see this happening. Not in Texas. I can predict that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or Florida. Um, all right. I'm going to spin it back to business here in our shout outs. Uh, we talked 
uh, a while back about Sterling Backcheck's uh, IPO, and and they've gone public and have uh-huh. been not super exciting, but uh, just what we predicted, sort of boring um, and slow growth. But Higher Right, probably their primary competition, just announced that they'll be going IPO in the near future. So what's good for the goose is good for the back check gander. Uh, shout out to Higher Right. And just came across the wires, Chad. Uh-huh. Our buddies at Bright Hire, who doesn't what? love a good Teddy Chestnut reference? My favorite country singer. Yeah, has announced it has raised $20 million, um in Series B. And I just have one thing to predict there. Pink fluffy unicorns <laughs> dancing on I, I sense the unicorn coming out on Bright Hire. We'll, we'll, we'll be paying attention, Teddy. Let us know. Got to love a startup that is deeply entrenched in the industry. Teddy's been in the industry for a while, LinkedIn, some other places. That's awesome. Staying in a shout out to the industry, shout out mm-hmm. to the year 2000. HireQuest acquires Recruit Media. So a staffing company buys a job board. It feels like Y2K all over again because, I mean, Joel, you were actually with eSpan or, or, or job options job when, options, when, when yeah. Spherion bought them, right? And that didn't work out so well. So why will this work out well? It didn't work out for job options and it didn't work out for me because I was laid off with everybody else. Or, or Spherion. In 2001. Yeah, or Spherion. Well, they had bigger problems than buying our little our little job board. You think you think it'll work? I mean, a staffing company buying a job board, it hasn't worked throughout history. Never. Uh, Ron yeah, Stodd, be monster, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what happens is they they flood the whole job board with their own jobs uh, and then they become <laughs> a turnoff to the job seekers and they, they eventually leave. So history is not kind to this relationship and I don't expect this one to be any different. Agreed. Uh, Agreed here, too. So my last shout out is to PWC, who said it will allow 40,000 U.S. client service employees to work virtually and live anywhere they want. That deserves a big applause. Yeah. But but wait, but wait, but wait. Yeah. They they also want to pay people less who are working (laughs) remote. Here's a shocker. Oh, hell no. I expect this from corporate America trying to focus, you know, the narrative on cost of living instead of the actual deliverable the worker provides. Mm -hmm. But it's 2021. People are doing a job and they provide a deliverable and it's none of your fucking business where I live or where it's being performed because I'm doing what you need me to do. My biggest problem, though, today is that there are a few people that are out on social media that are saying I would do my job from home for less money. Well, that that's nice, but mm-hmm. you're not speaking for the entirety of all of your peers. And this is getting sucked up by the corporate machine and, and people pointing at these privileged workers who can afford to take less money, but not everybody can. So if you're one of those who say, hey, I'll take less money, how about just shut the fuck up? <laughs> It reminds me of the uh, the most popular Netflix show in history that's now the hottest thing going right now, Chad. Have you checked out the Squid Game? I have not. Okay. I won't ruin it, but there's a scene where people have to choose one or the other, and that reminded me of that. You, you got you to gotta check out the Squid Game. I'm only two episodes in, 
but I'm totally hooked. And so is the world according yeah. to, to social Apparently. media. So, so check that out. And by the way, it's a Korean made film. And, and is there any country hotter than Korea? You got uh, Parasite, which was huge. Yeah. You got the Squid Game. You got K-pop, which, yeah. you know, I cannot get enough of. So Korea <laughs> is having a moment. Good for them. And who else is having a moment, Chad? We got some new winners. For whiskey and beer, yes. two of our favorites. All right, so Ryan Filman, who we actually uh, highlighted last week, I think. In wow, shout these what are a coincidence. He's our random beer winner. I swear to God, random.org. I put it, put the numbers in, and these that spits it out. Our whiskey winner, uh-huh. uh, Kevin Hager. Wait, that's not right. <laughs> Kyle Hager. <laughs> he won whiskey. He's already received it. We've already got the uh, what's he wearing? A smoking jacket with the two bottles of whiskey. It or- looks like a, it looks like a terry cloth like robe, and then he has a glass of whiskey in his hand. That's yeah. going to be the one that we use for the promo. That's yeah. It. We have th- we have three pictures from Cal. One, he's in like a wife beater tank top. <laughs> One, he's in a smoking jacket. I mean, I don't know what's going on at Kyle's apartment. Uh, I don't but know, but a, I love it's it. It's a happening, man. It's a happening. I love it. Uh, all yes. right. All right. Uh, by the way, if you want free shit, you got to go to chadcheese.com slash free. We got t-shirts from Emissary, beer from Adzuna, and we got whiskey from Sovereign. You can't lose. Don't wait. And while you're there, leave us a review on your favorite podcast of choice. That's it for shout outs. Let's get to some fantasy football, Chad. Hurry up. Where this week you were you were ousted from the number one spot. <laughs> yes. Uh, number one now, we've got Bill Football Fanning, the wonderful Miss Q at number two. Chad, you've fallen to three, but I, I like your chances to move up this week. I'll take it. Michael J. Cox uh, is next after that. Uh, Christy, Dark Side of the Moon is next up. Chris. There's always next year, Yanks fans, Russell, <laughs> Pete, don't call him Ducci Suchi is taking on me this week uh, in the next spot. Uh, that's that'd be cheese. Call me rat because I'm out of the cellar from last week, followed by Jason Voorhees Putnam and following up the caboose breaking Benjamin's Kuntz. That is your fantasy football update sponsored by Poach.ai. Thanks, everybody. I got to say, I got to say, Benjamin is in the cellar, but he has scored the second most points in the entire. I mean, so it's like he's got a hell of a team. He's just when he's playing certain teams, he's 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 getting a loss. So he's got he's got a good team. So I'm playing him this week and he'll probably fucking beat me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and at which point he'll move up to like three on the yeah. leaderboard with with that many points. So yeah, fantasy football is a fickle mistress, everybody, and these uh, these things will not be what they are at the end of the season. Uh, we got some podcasts to mention. If you haven't listened to the European show, we got some good shit there. Uh, some freelance goodness in France and other places, and then make sure you listen to Workplace Whiplash. With Tracy Lovejoy and Shannon Lucas, authors of Move Fast, Break Shit, and Burn Out. And we have a few birthdays, Chad. Our one of our favorite Brits, Daniel Fellows, oh. celebrates a birthday this month, uh, as does fans of the show Tim Warson and Paul Jacobs of Jobgram down in New Zealand. Nice. I can't wait to, to, till they all get vaxxed and, and they are out of lockdown so we can visit them, for God's sakes. Yeah, no shit. That being said, we are going to Belgium, kids. The e-recruitment Congress happening on November 25th in Austin, Belgium. 
spend some American Thanksgiving time with Joel and myself in Belgium. Uh, mm-hmm. The Belgium vax rate is currently 72.5%. So a hell, it's a hell of a lot safer than staying here or, or maybe some of the other uh, Euro- European countries. But if you are in Europe, register, grab a cheap flight, come over, have drinks, and we'll have a great time. Go to eRecruitment.com dash congress.com chad you know how good you felt to get out of the house after the pandemic going to europe and yeah i've still been in the cabin so i'm ready to get the hell out and uh show europe the best of of me if you will and uh (laughs) i don't know i don't know if europe's ready for that i don't know where this this shit's going let's let's get to the news shall we Oh boy. How long has it been since we've talked about career builder? Too long. Probably about four months. Uh, the last time they announced <laughs> a new CEO. So industry icon, I say that in, in, or air quotes, career builder is rebranding itself, Chad. Most notably, there's a new logo. Some people are calling this the fourth new one. I'm calling it the third. As part of their new brand identity, the company is launching a TV, radio, and digital campaign with the trademark tagline, Let's Job It Up, which will be featured on programs like CBS NFL Sundays and the People's Choice Awards. Career Builder CEO Susan Arthur said in a release, Quote, this relaunch is a celebration of the ways CareerBuilder can support evolving individual ambitions with a modern, empowering brand. Chad, are you ready to celebrate CB's rebrand? Not even close. So Tim Sackett did a compare and contrast on the new logo against its predecessors. And it was Mm -hmm. funny, but it's not the point at all. This isn't about how ugly the logo and colors are. This, to me, is about the new CEO, Sue Arthur. Mm-hmm. This is about what's broken at Career Builder, and the color scheme and logo should not be the new CEO's priority. As a new CEO, you cannot allow this type of stupidity to happen on your watch because it demonstrates that you are not focused or you have no control over your fucking staff from a priority standpoint. Yep. Just for a second, let, let's say all of this was nearly or maybe finalized by the prior regime, right? I can hear that excuse right now. Well, that was all done through the prior regime. Well, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because as the new CEO, you have to understand optics as a customer or a prospect or a stakeholder. I look at this move and say, this was her first fucking move? I mean, what the fuck is wrong with her? Now I see that Sue Arthur has a wonderful list of brands and positions that she's held over the years. Just check out her LinkedIn for God's sakes. But none of them have readied her for becoming the the captain of a sinking ship. She's having the staff apply a new coat of paint to the Titanic after it hit the fucking iceberg, dude. So that's my rant. This whole logo and color thing is really just a symptom of a much larger problem at career builder uh yeah where to start um if a tree falls in the woods does anyone hear it is a common question so it's very it's very telling that outside of uh ad age and ad week uh this news saw no major news outlet cover the story um on google news that's how far this brand has fallen yeah. Brands change uh, because of damage control or things are antiquated. They need to freshen shit up. They don't just happen on a whim like they've seemed to happen at Career Builder. And the original brand, which, by the way, they spent millions of dollars uh, 
you know, promoting and building with Super Bowl ads and and tons of other shit. And then and then by total surprise, they changed it up to like some uh, trivial pursuit uh, pie icon with the C because they were going from a job board to a software company. Well, that didn't work out so well. Uh, so I would have had more respect if they would have gone back to the old logo and said, we're going back to our roots of being a job site and being the best yeah. job site we can be, as opposed to, I don't know, looking like an ink stamp um, on a on a piece of paper. It has no equity to me. Starting over from scratch is hard to sort of fathom. Now they're going to have to re- you know spend more money on that. Let's job it up. I don't know if that really rolls off the tongue that well. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the Super Bowl ad, or the ads that they have, at least they're sort of being funny. The one thing that I think that struck me really quickly uh, was in the ad that they promoted, uh, the guy who's in the break room and the, the boss is cooking uh, fish or something. The guy, the, the employee, the disgruntled employee applies to 15 jobs at once on his uh, on his mobile phone through his crew builder app. Now that is not really the message. Scattershot. That's really not the the message most employers want to see. No. All in all, this is lipstick on a pig. Uh, I want to see some innovation out of Career Builder uh, that doesn't involve Pokemon Go. Uh, to me, that's <laughs> really going to change the story about Career Builder. Not a new tagline and not a new logo. A new coat of paint on a sinking ship. <laughs> Fucking diversion. <laughs> All right. But we haven't talked about career building in a while, so that was fun. All right. <laughs> and our listeners love it when we talk about career builder. Oh, Let's yeah. talk about moms. Hello, mom. Another thing everyone loves. Our friends at The Mom Project. By the way, check out our interview with them uh, that's in the archives. They're in the news. The Chicago-based company, founded in 2016, has secured an $80 million Series C funding round, bringing the grand total to $115 million. Chad, I don't know. It could could be right around the corner. The new funds will be invested in product development, distribution, and team growth to advance the platform's goal of connecting moms with more than $1 billion in economic opportunity in the next two years. They serve more than 500,000 moms and 3,000 companies through its suite of hiring, education, and retention solutions. Oh, and they count Serena Williams as their strategic advisor. Chad, are you ready to get down with the mom project? Who is it? By the way, I, I was rated PG on that one. I could have gone yeah. a lot of different ways with you getting down <laughs> with mom. Anyway. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I, I believe the money invested in the mom project is is purely focused on potential because there is so much potential here, not just on the, a job board or, or, or the hiring piece, but the mom project has promise to become a hub for this community itself. Mm-hmm. And this is a community that every company wants to tap into, which means providing guidance, support, and the opportunity to actually drive hiring outcomes for moms all over the world, not just in the US. So this isn't just a funding exercise, a feel-good funding exercise. It's about the promise. Now, the hard part, it's up for Allison and staff to execute on this promise and this momentum. And while I mentioned staff, I also have some additional breaking news. You ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. So, you know, Rocky Howard over at Smart Recruiters, she has just left Smart Recruiters to take a chief people and diversity officer position at the Mom Projects. 
So, I mean, think about it. $80 million in fun and new funding and afternoon tea with Serena Williams. Hell yeah, I'd do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> As a former latchkey kid of the 80s, Chad, uh, I, I know firsthand what working mothers have had to sacrifice throughout the years and how much work over motherhood has been an issue with getting women back uh, into the workforce, uh, particularly in our country. America has sort of forgotten this demographic uh, in terms of business. Thankfully, that's changing. Companies are realizing they can access an educated, highly valuable asset as long as they remain flexible with things like childcare, school, et cetera. Um, and the MON project to me is hitting things at the right time with COVID underscoring the need to support moms who have been, let's face it, mostly moms have been burdened with at-home schooling, childcare for the last 18 months or so. Like the timing is right for this business. Uh, society's ready for it. And, and you got to applaud an effort to get moms more in the workforce and get companies finally on board with helping them, helping them uh, and compromise with that, uh, giving them more time back, yeah. letting them work from home. Uh, and you get great, great, let's let's be honest, human resources in return. It sounds like a win-win. And the mom project is going to be right in the middle supporting that, uh, that trend. And uh, it's good for everybody, including yeah. society. Yeah. We need to get Allison back on. I, I definitely would love to see an organization like this become an advocacy group mm -hmm. and prospectively a lobby group. Who knows? Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll do a little buy or sell one of our favorite activities. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Buy or sell, Chad. Are you ready to play one of our favorite games and pastimes? Oh, am I? All right. Let's get to it. All right. Let's start with On Top. I like the name. We're following On Top after the mom project. I don't know what that says about us, but uh, anyway, yeah, you like the name. Born in Colombia, but now Miami-based On Top is a global hiring and payment startup that's raised $20 million from Tiger Global and SoftBank, among others. That brings total funding to $26 million. The company automates international hiring, payments, and taxes, onboarding, and payroll management for global teams. On Top started out by connecting U.S. companies with Latin American talent, and its customers were mainly tech startups, but very quickly, companies in Europe and other places around the world were reaching out, wanting to hire people everywhere because talent is everywhere. On top charges companies $29 per month for each employee managed plus a fee equaling 1% of the size of the payment. So for example, an employer would pay on top $49 for an employee making $2,000 a month. Chad, are you going to buy or sell on top? 
it helps they are international when pitching remote work because companies are building strategy around those combined areas. It, it also helps they are young. They haven't taken a lot of cash thus far because all the core talent platforms and HCM platforms out there might want to add or maybe even refresh old dilapidated tech that they currently have with some new stuff. Uh, and since money is flowing like water, buying up this startup could be cheap and easy. They're backed by Y Combinator. They have over 200 clients operated in 150 countries with 90 local experts. Now, that could all be marketing fluff because we've seen that before. But mm -hmm. I've said, you know, when, when I'm doing these rapid assessments of startups, here are the three things that I care about. First and foremost, is it a shitty task? Yes, to take these things off of TA and HR's plates, right? It's, it's more than one thing. They're doing more processes. Number mm -hmm. two, is the product scalable? It seems to be. They need to take a deeper look, but it seems to be. Uh, and last but not least uh, are the, the, the roots of the founders in this industry, meaning do they understand and have connections within the industry? Because if you're looking to get acquired, you need to have them. If you're looking mm -hmm. to get integrated, you need to have those. So the answer is no, unfortunately, which means, you know, having the quick connections to prospective acquiring entities, platforms, it's just going to be a, it's going to be a suck. It's going to be a slog. So unfortunately, I love the idea around this. They need to get some people from an advisor standpoint up mm -hmm. in a very high level to help them where they need it, which is industry experience and connections. But until then, this is definitely a sell for me. Oh boy. Sorry, boys. All right. Whoa. Okay. Well, Chad, when, when Tiger and SoftBank invest uh, along with you, mentioned Y Combinator, uh, you need to pay attention. Um, we'll talk about Africa in a little bit, but the trend we're noticing um, is opportunity not only in Africa, but in India and South America as well. Uh, and there really hasn't been sort of the growth and the opportunity in those countries uh, since there's been a digital workforce. And work from home is supercharging uh, the trend. Uh, listeners will remember Andela from last week in Africa, um, and you're going to see that, I think, in South America as well. And these guys are sort of on the uh, the fringe of that trend. I think on top is in a good position to take advantage of that trend. Founders aside, I think moving to America was probably a good idea in terms of more investment, more talent, uh, more, more roads into uh, folks that can help while also maintaining uh, a link to South America and the rest of the world. So for me, I'm going to diverge from you. There you go. And I'm going to be a buyer of On Top. Let's get to Modern Loop, not Modern Family. Uh, the San Fran-based Modern Loop, another Y Combinator, uh, this is in their Winter 21 cohort, has announced a $3.3 million in seed funding. Modern Loop helps companies automate and streamline recruiting operations. Uh, like Jim, it's probably fair to say Modern Loop is hoping to be another sales force for recruiting. Founders include a guy from Slack and a gal from Facebook who saw an opportunity to help recruiters get off the spreadsheets and come into 2021. The company employs around 14 folks, according to LinkedIn. Chad, are you a buy or sell on Modern Loop? This one's a baby, man. It was uh, founded in December 2020. So um, number one, the, the, the shitty task litmus test. Uh, I don't think it passes it because I don't believe most TA leaders believe this is a problem. Plus, it's probably already, quote unquote, baked into their current core talent platform. Whether it is 
or not, it doesn't matter because you have to convince the people who are actually buying. I mean, just the adoption piece here, I think is hard. Uh, Second, scale. Will it scale? Yes, I, I think it passes the scale test. But once again, does TA believe they need it? No. I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. I think they have things that they believe that uh, will go ahead and bridge those gaps. Uh, leadership CEO Lydia Hahn has an impressive list of companies that she's worked for as a product manager, Slack, Facebook, and Salesforce. And her co-founder is a CTO, spent eight years at Facebook as well. So they don't check all the boxes for me. So it's a it's definitely a sell. I'll I'll say much of the same thing, but keep it shorter. Uh, No industry experience, uh, entrenched competition that is highly funded with high levels of brand awareness and a lot more money in the bank. Uh, They seem to be targeting SMBs and small staffing firms, uh, from what I can tell, which frankly sucks. Uh, These guys are a knife in a gunfight. Uh, I'm a a big seller on modern poop. I mean, modern (laughs) a loop. All right, let's get to... (laughs) Buck, that's B-U-K, founded in 2017, Chile-based Buck, which has developed a human resource management platform for Latin American companies, announced that that it has raised $50 million in a Series A funding round that values the company at $417 million. Holy shit. Uh, the platform handles paying salaries, professional development, employee surveys, performance evaluations, recruiting, and attendance. Buck has more than 4,000 clients and powers payroll for over 400,000 employees on its platform. And they saw ARR increase by 151% in September compared to September of last year. Chad, what's buy or sell in Spanish? To me, it is buy, 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 baby. I love this because it's focused. If other HCM platforms want to own the LATAM market, what's an easier thing to do but than to buy buck, right? So they pass my litmus, my litmus tests in doing the shitty work, automating at scale, being able to be focused enough to actually own Latin America with mm-hmm. regard to uh, tech. That is perfect because you now have a, a acquisition bullseye on your back, which is a good thing. Yep. Yeah, I can't recall a fifty million Series A that if, that resulted in a four hundred and seventeen million dollar valuation. This <laughs> this company is obviously a rocket ship, um, and investors are seeing that. I mentioned the the growth in South America that we're going to see in the next decade uh, plus, and these guys clearly are on the cutting edge. Of that trend, so yeah, buck, buck up, baby. That's a that's a big big buy for me. That concludes buy or sell. That was fun. All right, you got some news out of LinkedIn and China. Thanks for sharing this story, Boss Vahansred. Um, If you come across stories and you believe that you know we might like them, share them, send sure. them to us. So this tweet is from B. Allen Ibrahimian. Quote. I woke up this morning to discover that LinkedIn had blocked my profile in China. I used to have to wait for Chinese government censors or censors employed by Chinese companies in China to do this kind of thing. Now a U.S. company is paying its own employees to censor Americans. She received a a, a long note telling her that pretty much the content of her summary was uh, something that was not going to pass muster for for, uh, Chinese government. Mm -hmm. But when you go to her 
LinkedIn profile, you see that she's an Axios reporter in charge of covering China. As you read further down her profile, she's in deep and has uncovered leaked documents in China over the years and is writing a book for HarperCollins around much of this content. So the question is, when Microsoft, an American company, bends the knee to China, where does it end? This has been uh, a subject for a, a while. Yeah. For those who don't know, Google's not in China, Facebook is not in China, and Twitter's not in China. For some reason, LinkedIn has been able to dance between the raindrops, if you will, and be, be accessible uh, in China. It's their third largest market for LinkedIn. And China does not have freedom of the press. Uh, maybe that's news to some people. Um, and if you want to play in China and access its billion plus uh, citizens, you have to bend to the Chinese way of things. And part of that is silencing dissension of the government. Uh, so in, in other words, companies have to decide, is it people over politics, profits over politics. It's a hard it's a hard decision to make. And unfortunately, if you want to play in China, you have to play by their rules, uh, just like any other country. And LinkedIn is doing that. So this is a new form of sovereignty, digital sovereignty. And it's yeah. something that we are going to have to be taking a look at as technical organizations, technical analysts, whatever it might be, we have to we have to be aware of these things. And I thought this was an interesting story, knowing that we use and talk about LinkedIn all the time to see them bending the knee and it's more toward profit. Sure. And and for me also, you know, the Afghanistan debacle, I guess, um, you know, it really raised awareness when you, when you saw the pictures of, you know, beating women and, uh, you know, bullying uh, citizens. You know, we, we talk sort of freely in, in, on our podcast about the Salesforce CEO, uh, you know, bitch slap in Texas yeah. over its legislation around, uh, around um, abortions. And we should feel lucky every now and then that we live in a country where a CEO of a company can talk trash about a state government without that state government, you know, putting him in jail or kicking him out of the state or uh, yeah. kicking the whole company out of the the state. Uh, to me, it's kind of a moment to appreciate the country we live in as much as we badmouth it. Uh, we do have it pretty good uh, in comparison to much of the rest of the world. Um, as far as, you know, I mean, it's a hard question. Do you, do you pack up your bags and leave China sort of in revolt or do you play play by the rules and, and continue to make to make money from that, um, and that's a hard that's a hard question to answer. Google, to their credit, I guess, uh, said we're out. Like we're not going to play the rules. Uh, and as a search engine, it's very hard <laughs> to to you know uh, close out certain certain content and make things um, unsearchable by certain certain populations. Uh, so for them, that made sense. For LinkedIn, at least for now, it makes sense to silence a few journalists if it means you know we can keep making money from our third biggest biggest market. So for all those international listeners, we understand here in America, we don't corner the market on freedom. So most of you have the exact same opportunities to speak your mind. Mm -hmm. uh, we're starting to see again that the, the Russia and China and some of those that aren't, you know, the question is, what are we going to do as a society, not just in America, but just a, as a community uh, to be able to have these hard discussions? Yeah. By the way, you know, China is is 
tightening the vice on its citizens. I, I, I'm curious when the breaking point is. I mean, at, at what point, you know, we, we laugh about taking video games away from kids or, you, you know, doing things like that. But their government has done so many things recently uh, with the Jack Ma thing, with Alibaba and coming down mm-hmm. on corporations. And I mean, it just as an outsider, I'm, I'm really curious if and when the people of China finally say enough. And the straw breaks the camel's back, and uh, the the people revolt in a in a significant way. But maybe they won't. Maybe the government will continue to have such controls, and uh, you know things will be the way that they are. But to me, that's sort of the the story of the next century is how China's how China's people reacts to to kind of the the vice tightening that the government has been doing in the last couple of years. Well, I can say in all confidence that you won't be able to listen to this episode of Chad and Cheese in China. Oh, we're banned in China. I love it. As long as we're continually huge in Copenhagen. That's what I care about. All right. Moving from China and American politics, uh, we're going to go down to Africa for a little bit, Chad, after a quick break. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad. We don't talk enough about Africa. We we broke the seal with Andela uh, last week, but let's talk a little Africa because I think, as I think you agree, we're going to see real fantastic creativity, innovation, sort of freedom of markets and, and commercial uh, commercial advancement in places mm-hmm. like India, Africa, and South America. Apparently, Google agrees. Uh, Google has announced it's investing uh, in in the continent. Uh, at the very first Google for Africa event this week, Sundar Pichai, CEO of Google and Alphabet, announced a plan to invest $1 billion over five years to support digital transformation in Africa. The investment focuses on enabling fast, affordable internet access for more Africans, building helpful products, supporting entrepreneurship and small business, and helping nonprofits. Um, additionally, Twitter is opening up an office in Ghana. Uh, Facebook has already been in the continent as well, investing in high-speed internet around the entire entire continent. Uh, Microsoft is also there. Some numbers around Africa because I'm I'm sort of a virgin in the African <laughs> know-it-allness. Uh, before the pandemic, five of the world's fastest-growing economies were in Africa, led by Ghana. Africa makes up 16% of the world's population, but only 3% of the global GDP. That GDP, by the way, is expected to reach $4.5 trillion by 2025. Follow the money, kids, and keep an eye on Africa, I say. 
There's a lot of growth to happen here, obviously, and Google is spending this money for several reasons. How many new users could Google acquire from these measures, right? Not just, I mean, just j- just the easy stuff. How many users, how many Google users could, could we actually get? Eyeballs, yeah. so on and so forth. How mm-hmm. many new businesses making transactions in Google digital storefronts, right? But mainly, I believe that African talent is the new oil and making sure that this talent can engage digitally is big for companies who believe India and Africa could solve their talent woes today and in the future. And, and once again, I want to call back to you know our interview with uh, Vivek, the CEO of HackerRank, who said mm-hmm. there is no shortage of talent. Well, I believe him. And I believe this move by Google cements that statement for years to come. Smart companies aren't just poaching talent, they are manufacturing talent. And if you're one of those companies that believes LinkedIn licenses are the talent fuel for your company, your horse and buggy just got laughed. So (laughs) I wish Google would actually do the same thing here in the US as well, because our internet speeds are atrocious. And what we pay for those internet speeds, it's shameful. It's ridiculous. You know, we mentioned uh, we had, we mentioned China and the LinkedIn story, and you know, to me, the the global power struggle uh, ultimately ultimately comes down to an Americanized future or a Chinese centric future. Obviously, you're going to have allies on both sides, but to me, you look at South America, you look at at Africa and India. Um, that's where the battleground of where sort of the the, the minds of the of the people of the future are going to lie. And I know China is doing its damnedest uh, to get into Africa and sort of the Middle East and build these build these relationships. So to me, the bigger picture of, of Africa and, and, and South America and India as well um, is to drive more commercialism, American style capitalism, freedom, etc. Um, I know that it's it's idealistic and sort of cheesy, but if it's if it's Google and Microsoft, et cetera, carrying the flag and our way of life to Africa and other other continents, um, I say it's much better than the Chinese focused future where we have uh, authoritarian uh, government. So for me, uh, I hope that we we do good in Africa and uh, it's good for the uh, the world as a whole. Yeah, just as long as we start to set fair wages and we're not using this as another way for cheap labor. And just as long as we keep getting to play the Toto soundbite. Please, please. <laughs> and with that, Chad, another episode is in the books. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? 
I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.